This is a Courageous Church podcast, equipping and empowering you to live a courageous life. Join us now as we listen to a message from Courageous Church in Salt Lake City, Utah. Well, it's just a great, fun season, and today we're going to be going back into Luke, picking up where Pastor Jason left off last week, and the title of today's message is Moving from Grief to Gladness. Anybody had some grief in their life? Anybody? I I know I have, and I just want to pose a question. Is there something in this season right now as we are about to enter a season of 2024 that you specifically have been hoping, been praying, have been waiting for in this season? I know all of us can think and reflect on at least one thing that maybe it's been a short time, maybe it's just something that's new in our hearts that God's stirring that we're we're wanting, but maybe it's something that we've been waiting and believing for for a very long time. Anybody out there been waiting for a promise for a really, really long time? Well, has anybody ever been to a waiting room before? Maybe at the doctor's office. You go up, you pull the tag, you wait, and sometimes even the people that are at a different number than you get called before your number, and you're looking at your number like, wait a minute, their number is after my number. Why are they getting called? And you wait some more, and then somebody else, and pretty soon you're wondering if, if your number got skipped because the machine's wrong or what's going on. And person after person, you're waiting and waiting. I remember when I was pregnant with Cora, my, my oldest daughter, and we were at the DMV. And I was nine months pregnant, and I gave went into labor the very next day. But that day at the DMV, I was having some serious contractions, but the DMV didn't care. And they were making me wait and wait and wait. And I was sitting there waiting and waiting. And it felt the longest waiting period of my life. Anybody, can you relate to that, waiting for something? Sometimes that's like what our lives are. We have things that we've been waiting for forever. Abraham Lincoln said, a man watches his pear tree day after day, impatient for the ripening of its fruit. Let him attempt to force the process, and he may spoil both the fruit and the tree. But let him wait patiently, and the ripe pear at length falls into his lap. Another quote about waiting, Paul Manwaring, in the gaps, the waits, and the journeys of life, especially the traumatic and tragic ones, there will be likely many things which we don't understand. We have been given permission to live with the mystery and to know that faithfulness is always rewarded, even if we do not reach what we believed was our destination. After all, the father of our faith Abraham appears to be given the title more as a result of the journey than the rival of his destination. Another one, Joyce Meyer. She says, patience is not simply your ability to wait. It's how we behave while we're we're waiting. Anybody get a little unruly while you're waiting? A little antsy, a little irritated? Richard Hendricks says, second only to suffering, waiting may be the greatest teacher and trainer in godliness, maturity, and genuine spirituality most of us ever encounter. Can you believe some of these people? That they would say we're growing while we're waiting? 
Okay, George McDonald. He said, he may delay because it would not be safe to give us at once what we ask. Could you imagine if we just had everything we wanted? There you go. What would we have to look forward to? We would not be ready for it. To give air we could truly receive, we would be to destroy the very heart and the hope of prayer, to cease to be to our Father. The delay itself may work to bring us nearer to our help, to increase the desire perfected by the prayer and ripen the receptive condition. Well, guys, today we are going to take a look at a few different people who have been hoping, who have been believing and waiting for something to come to fruition in their life for quite a long time, much like many of you. Let's go ahead and start in Luke. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up your Bibles, get them out with me, and we're going to turn them to Luke, verse 1, chapter um, 1, verse 5. It says, in the time of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a division a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. So here you have two people, Elizabeth. You want to guess how old she is? Anybody? What do you think? Throw it out there. She's 88. Zachariah, her husband, he's 99. 88 and 99. They are barren. They are childless. And they are waiting. They've been waiting for this promise to be fulfilled. It kind of reminds me of another couple in the Old Testament, Abraham and Sarah. Sarah was in her 80s. And Abraham was about to turn 100. And they also were waiting for promises to be fulfilled. And I can only imagine what these couples must have felt like in this age of being barren, in a culture where a woman, all your life was about having children, giving birth, taking care of your family. And a man, he wanted to bless his family, take care of his family. And here's two people who've lived almost to 100 years old, 80s, 90s, and about 100, and they have watched everyone else have children, celebrate birthday parties, celebrate those events that they wanted a game, taught them how to go fishing, whatever it was, train their daughter how to cook all sorts of amazing things that parents get to do. And yet they were probably looked down. They were probably maybe even mocked or ridiculed because something was wrong with them because they couldn't have kids. But here they are serving God faithfully in this culture where having family was so important. Maybe you guys can relate in this moment when you have something so bad that you want, but guess what? You too haven't seen that promise. You haven't even seen a glimpse of the fruit, of the ground you've been toiling, of the dream in your hearts, of the idea that you have of wanting to have a family, whatever it might be. It says that Elizabeth means in Hebrew, God's promise. Can you imagine that? Your name literally means God's promise, and yet here she is, promises unfulfilled in her heart. She's barren. She hasn't seen the promise of God in her life yet. At 88, can you believe that? Yet. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled 
is a tree of life. Anybody had hope deferred? You literally hoped for something for so long. You waited. You anticipated. You thought it was going to happen. It was about to, and for whatever reason, eh, the brakes went on again, and it didn't happen. Maybe you guys have been holding out for so long. Maybe you've been waiting for that promise yourself. Could we say you are currently in that waiting room of life? Maybe you are waiting to be reconciled with a family member, reunited with a family member. Perhaps maybe you're just looking for the spouse you always dreamed of and longed for. Maybe you just want that job that you just feel so good and consistent in that you can just show up every day and do what you're called to do, but you haven't quite found the right job yet. Maybe it is that you too in this room today you too want children. You too have a desire and a longing in your heart. And at sometimes it's even been excruciating. Can I just tell you today that we serve a God of miracles. He is a way-making God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. And he does it over and over and over again in his word. And we see the promises and the fruit of that. Let's look further into the story. In Luke 1, chapter uh, chapter 1, verse 8. Get it up there. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot. They literally cast a lot to who was going to go into the temple. And he was chosen to go and burn incense. Now they burn incense, and incense was a symbolism of prayer. So he was going into the temple to literally pray. And when the time for the burning of the incense came, they worshiped and they were praying outside. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was startled and he was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you will call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit of power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of righteousness to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, Zechariah, he asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. And the angel said to him, I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until this day happens because you didn't believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Now, meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. And the Lord has done for this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people." After looking at this scripture, I want to ask you, are you speaking faith or are you in this moment speaking fear? 
Are you speaking faith or are you speaking fear? Can you imagine Zachariah at this moment in his life? He's thinking, I've lived so long. I'm, I'm so old. What, 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 what's left for me? I don't, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's, it's too long. The promises are for everybody else, but they're not for me. But no, he went with faith-filled heart into the temple, and he prayed, and God met him there. Let's choose to speak from a posture of faith. Faith that says, even if, even if, even if I'm old, I've already been there, done that, even if I think my time's up, God can use you. Even if, even if, even if the doctor says you have this going on in your body, you're going to say, you know what, I know, even if, I know that my God can provide healing to my body. I know that by his stripes, I am healed. Even if I'm getting uh, a bad report um, from a business deal that I'm trying to get to go through, I know that my God is provider, that he can provide the answers, that he can bring it through, and he can give me everything that I need according to his riches and glory, because I am standing on his promises. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. But there's a part there that we have to play. We have to trust with all of our heart. We don't get to lean on our own understanding. We don't get to try to lean on what we think is going to happen or our plans, but we get to lean on his understanding and acknowledge him, and he's going to take care of the rest in his good and perfect timing. We see in Luke 34 that Mary's going to say the same thing, even if, even if I'm a virgin, may your word be fulfilled in my life. So Luke 1.34, let's read it together. It says, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High God will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, even Elizabeth, your relative is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. Let's say that again. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. She came into alignment, in agreement, in a posture of faith. She didn't get into fear. She didn't say, how is this going to, how is this going to happen? What is, what's going to happen? She said, even to me, may it be, as your word says, may it be fulfilled. May it be fulfilled. May we all say that same thing in our lives. Lord, may your good, may your perfect, may your pleasing will and your pleasing timing happen in my life. Something to take note of here is that when preparing to birth something and coming into agreement with your miracle, it is so important for you and for me to be around others that can come into agreement and see what's on the inside of you. Not everyone's going to see it. Not everyone will even celebrate it. Go where you're celebrated. Surround yourselves with those who are going to lift you up, who are going to encourage you and lift up what's on the inside of you.
Sometimes people can get jealous. Sometimes people can get disappointed. Sometimes people don't have enough faith for their thing that God wants to do, they, let alone enough faith for the thing that's inside of you that God wants to do. You don't need to be around negative people. You need to be around positive people who say, I see that in you. Luke 1.39 says, at that time, Mary got ready, and now she hurries to a town in the hill country of Judea. She's just been given a promise. She's just been told that she is going to carry the Messiah. Can you imagine telling her mom, telling her dad, telling the neighbors, probably keeping a lot of it to herself because of what people might say or think? She needed to get around somebody else who was also having a promise of God fulfilled in their life. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting in verse 41, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is this child that you will bear. But why am I so favored that as the mother of my Lord should come to me, as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she as believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. God will bring the right people into each and every one of your lives as your birthing promises just in time for confirmation. And that is the beautiful thing about God is that he gives you promises. He gives you glimpses of his promises. And then he also brings along people to encourage that and to foster that. I think after all this time waiting for this promise, God knew that both Mary and Elizabeth, they needed someone to come and affirm and literally say, I see that. I see what's on the inside of you. I'm so excited. What's on the inside of me is excited and leaping for joy about what is on the inside of you. What a holy moment. Can you believe that? A holy moment that John the Baptist inside of Elizabeth would literally be the one coming to prepare a way for the Lord. And Jesus inside of Mary, the Messiah, would come and they would both just jump for joy out of the Holy Spirit's just exuberance within them and over them and through their moms. What a confirmation. May that be the same in our lives, that as God births things inside of us by his Holy Spirit, by his hand, that we would surround ourselves with others that come into agreement and say, I see you. I see what's on the inside of you. And it's a good thing. Amen? Amen. For Elizabeth to fill this leap within her womb in joy, the promise being fulfilled at the sound of Mary's voice, knowing the Messiah was there, is going to be a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's going to help us to see the promises of God are yes and amen, that the promises of God inside of her is showing who was, who is, and who is to come. They are getting this perfect confirmation in God's perfect timing as only he can do. Now Mary then stays in this posture in the house of Elizabeth for three months because she didn't just need to go and see her for a minute. She needed to go and be there for a while. She needed to stay there in that atmosphere of encouragement, in that atmosphere of I'm not going to step on your dream. I'm not going to step on your promise. I'm not going to put it down. I'm going to come into agreement. We're going to love on this. We're going to rest in this. And it's for three months, that's all they did is they sat and they they gave praise to God for his blessing in their life together. 
Luke 157 says, when it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and he shared, they shared their, her joy. Grief, despair, hopelessness come when we fixate our eyes on our problems instead of the one who is the way maker. And here we see that as they see a promise fulfilled, everyone around them comes to celebrate from grief to gladness. Can I just encourage you today, what God has put on the inside of you, maybe it hasn't come to pass yet. But the appointed time, if you walk in faith, will come. We all have seasons of grief. But with God's help, we can move mountains. Remember, David, he had to run and he had to hide in a cave. But later, he went on to dancing in the streets as king. Remember the man who was lame? He went and sat for days and days at the gate called Beautiful just sitting there in his lameness, literally waiting and hoping in his waiting room. But pretty soon, someone came and touched him, and he went from grief to jumping and singing and praising the Lord. The woman with the issue of blood, who had been in grief for 12 years, sick, stepped out in faith and just touched the hem of his garment and immediately received her promise in wholeness and gladness. Even Jesus, he wept in grief before he went and helped Lazarus be raised from the dead and everybody celebrated in joy. I want to ask you guys, do you have a dream that you've been waiting for to be fulfilled? That job, that relationship, a business plan, a dream of finally being healthy and not having to live in sickness or disease? Have you been grieving that you don't have enough resources to do what God wants to do? You want to live a life that's financially abundant? Do you, like Elizabeth and Zachariah, maybe too, want to see being a mother and father very soon in your future? I want to encourage you today, don't lose hope in the waiting. Do not give up. Stay faith-filled and hope-focused. The beauty in the journey is God will be with you along the way. He will encourage your faith. He will build it up. Your relationship will grow tighter and stronger than ever before. And we will see light in the darkness. We will see rejoicing in faith for the, for, for the future situations of God, of his promises to be fulfilled in our lives. May the life that's on side of, in the inside of you that God has put there, may the promises that he put inside of you, may God deliver those promises. May his yes and amen be done in your life so you too can have hope. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Let's go ahead and pray. God, we just come to you today, God. We thank you, Lord, God, that you bring each and every one of us out of our grief, God, out of our place of despair and hopelessness. God, you bring us to a place and a posture of gladness and joy. God, we thank you, God, that everyone in this room, God, if they are in this room looking for your promises to be fulfilled, God, we just ask right now by your Holy Spirit that you would bring your hand, that you would bring your blessing, your promises fulfilled in their lives, in your timing, in the mighty name of Jesus, the way maker above all, in Jesus' name. 
Thank you for listening today. If you were blessed and you want to be a part of what God is doing through Courageous Church, including ways that you can give, visit us online at courageouschurch.com.